Hello everybody, welcome back to Down for the Count. I am your girl, Tiffany E. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, welcome back to the show. So we are going to cover, finish covering wrestling and finish our wrestling recap. We're also going to dive into some wrestling news. We're going to discuss Ted DiBiase's son, Brett DiBiase, and his debacle with this $4 million he scammed from this charity along with at least four or five others. And we're also going to discover, talk about WWE possibly selling their pay-per-view rights to another streaming service and what all that could be and what it entails and how we feel about it. So if you're ready to listen to that and so much more, then stay tuned for Down for the Count. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said, God damn it. I fucking hate the cold. <laughs> I'm so mad. I be right with stuff. I be right. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. Well, um, oh, you hired me as a CEO, Vince. I'll fix the company. <laughs> Look, oh, I haven't oh. heard back yet. So, uh, good luck on Vince. <laughs> I don't oh, no. no. I'm just XFL is actually we can talk about this for two seconds. XFL is actually good, so I oh think he's going to be actually distracted uh, by that because it's actually it's so good, good and it's, it's doing so good. good. It's so much fun. It's so much fun, and I like the way they set up the rules. I I really really like the XFL, and I like how the analysts can talk to the guys right after plays and just go in. <laughs> and them dudes be so mad that them cameras be in their face, but they answer the question. But they were cussing and shit. Oh, mm-hmm. Lord. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. What was it, like, number 20 on the Seattle Dragons, like, basically dropped the F-bomb on Fox, yeah. or, like, on the first one. I'm talking to Tiff, and I go, number 20 just cussed, and they're bleeding out the rest of his stuff. And, like, <laughs> It was actually it was it was cool. It was making legit football. I think Vince learned his lesson the first time, and I think mm-hmm. he's keeping. Well, first step is keeping wrestling far fucking away from this this time around because he's not trying to just get people who watch WWE. They're trying to get people who watch football and other sports as well. Yeah, and it's a nice it's an it's nice for it to come on after. Um, the Super Bowl because people who are still hyped for wrestling still want I mean not wrestling but football still want to watch football they can watch the XFL because it's very similar to football one thing I like about the XFL is it they change the rules up a little bit but it makes sense it's not so um, it's not so fixated on like making sure you get the um the kickoff with the the kickoff and the kicker. It's not so fixated on kicking field goals. You get one, two or three point conversions. And I'm just like, that is such a clever way to change the, the narrative of the game. It just it's just fun. It was fun to watch. And y'all know if my husband likes it, you know, he's sitting up here hollering at the TV, then it must be decent. Because all he do is watch football and basketball. Let's just see what happens because we were all about the hype the first week of the first time the XFL happened. And well, I was. I still have my my dad still has all his Orlando Rage stuff. I was I I wasn't, but I I get what you're saying. But I like this. I like it. 
it, it seems like it's they got it together this time where it's not so gimmicky. It's actually about the sport. And then they, they get incentives to win. You know, like they get the team gets $100,000 if they win. And I'm sure if they make more money with the XFL, that amount will go up. So mm-hmm. I like I like it. I just let's see it. I just want to see it do good. I really do. All right. So let's go over to like I said, I want to keep AEW last. Um, I'll talk about MLW, Nicole, if you want to talk about NWA, because I haven't watched Power yet. I literally only watched like the first 10 minutes of NWA. And but okay, but let me so but the basically the main thing well kind of so there's like a couple things. Well I kinda watch a little bit more but I was not in the right mindset. But um just two major things from NWA. Um I'll probably watch it tonight and finish watching it. Is that there's probably gonna be a turn um Melina and Marty Bell are probably gonna turn on Thunderosa. Like, that's about to happen sometime soon. And it's like they're trickling the seats for it. And also, so, uh, Marty Scrawl has accepted the challenge, has accepted the stipulation to face Nick Aldis for for 10 pounds of gold. So, basically, they had this really amazing sit-down interview slash promo thing. I really, really enjoyed I just liked how quiet it was. And it was just them having a conversation but he basically was like calling um marty out on his greed because he was like you he was like you complain how you haven't had a world champion which marty scrawl has never been a world champion at at any promotion which is still mind-boggling to me Mm. it makes no no sense but that's Regress. So basically, he said, so Nick Aldis was like, okay, he's like, if he's like, if you really want to challenge me for this, he was like, you, he's like, you have to um, refund. And he's like, and if you lose, you have to refund because he was digging at him for taking that ring honor check. And he was like, you have to refund every single person in that um, place's ticket. Oh, hmm. Well, which I thought was very interesting. So, um, I forgot. So I don't remember exactly what all happened with it. So Marty agreed. So if he loses, he has to write Nick all this, uh, basically a half a million dollar check. Mm-mm. I got to, to not that. only pay for all those tickets and to give him money. Hmm. <laughs> So I thought, I think, well, I thought that was just very interesting. Hmm. Uh, I I like where this feud is going. I really hope Marty gets, I mean, it sounds bad, but I really want Marty to get that title. But I know something's going to happen. It's going to be like disqualification or something. Yeah, even though Nick Aldis is a really great champion. Also, speaking of cool stipulations, um, just to comment off of NXT UK really quick, um, I think this week, 
I think upcoming this week or I believe next week, um, Tony Storm and Kaylee Ray mm. are going to have an I Quit match. Yep. Yay! I think that's going to be really good. But I was trying yes. to see if it was going to be on the show or if it was going to be like on a takeover. No, it's going to be on a show. They literally just had a takeover, so. Okay. So it's basically if again if Tony loses again she is not allowed to challenge for an NXT UK championship the rest of her career. Oh. As long as she has it. As long as Kaylee Ray has it, she can't come after her anymore. Okay. So I was like, like Me a long time. Mm-hmm. Kaylee Ray is a good champion. She is, though. You might not. I mean, she's a heel, so if you don't like heels, then, you know, cool beans. But she, at the end of the day, she back up what she say. Because she's very smart, and that's what I like about her. Huh. I got to start watching. NXT UK. I think Kaylee it's really is good super and it's very underrated. underrated. She should have been used in the Royal Rumble. I'm very. I was not very happy about. I was very unhappy about that. They well, should have had, had a, a minor injury in that they didn't want her to exacerbate it. That's it. That was the only reason why she wasn't in it. I want to see <laughs> my Kaylee Ray on TV more. <laughs> but um. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, so I think... <laughs> no, they should... No, I'm not kidding. I actually do really enjoy her. I love Kaylee Ray. Um, I think they should have used... I think they used... And we can move on to MLW, but I, they used way too many regular NXT people on in Rumble. Oh, like... I, like I don't Pete remember if Knox I said this. And Dakota Kai. Yeah. And they know they who the fuck those people are. Candice LeRae and... They they no Casey wasn't in this one, but yeah they did have a lot. They could have that felt like they could have mixed up with the NXT UK. Piper should have been in it. They should have had more people from them in there. But what ifs? All right, so um, and MLW was fun as usual. Um. They had really, a, like, the match they had open, it was uh, Simon Gotch versus Davey Boy Smith Jr. and, like, a no-holds-bar match. And, like, even the ropes were taken down. Like, it's... Ooh, it was pretty, I want to watch that. It's I great. That. It was really good. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, but it was it was a really good match. Um, Drago challenged Myron Reed for his title. Um, I hate Oliver. And an injustice. Like I can't stand. Oh, I can't stand him either. Thank you. Like the other two guys. The other two guys are cool, but this guy is giving me flashbacks to high school. Straight up poser, and I can't stand it. And I was like, I remember when I went. I said, okay, look. They're talking about this Jimmy Havoc match. I feel left out. Had some FOMO, so I went and watched it. It actually wasn't that bad. It could have been much worse, but it also could be that. I'm very, very numb to everything now since these two goons have made me watch some creepy ass scary shit. So, um, <laughs> but I watched it and then I'm like, 
the injustice guys are out that we're talking to. I don't know. It, he's he's the guy that's a part of AAA. Um, what is his name? It starts with a K. I can't think of his name. He called to one dude, Myron. He called him Chris Brown, no crack. And I fucking oh, lost Conan. That was Conan. <laughs> he was like, were you a cracked out Chris Brown? And I was like, yo. <laughs> yes. Yes, I fucked with that heavy. Because <laughs> I looked like he went to the arts and crafts store and made that tactical base. What are you doing? Where is it? And then the white boy... How can I explain it without sounding like an ass? It's it's Uh, like this. I truly don't have a problem with people outside of African Americans who enjoy hip-hop and anything that has to do with black culture. But it does not come across that way. He comes across like a poser. He comes across like somebody who's trying too hard to sell an image that he truly doesn't understand, or he he's just trying to fit in and do what he thinks is cool, and it's just not. It looks bad. I don't like it. I, I hate every minute of it. I can stand fucking bubbles. He's the dude that's with them with the puffs. He look like bubble. I, all I see is. Powerpuff Girls. That's what I think of. (laughs) So, and the the dude that got the championship, Myron Reed. He looked like he just went and went in the trash and found a tactical vest and just you know pieced it together with some paper, and he's wearing that. And I'm just like, what is going on here? What? I said, son, son. I can't. I can't do this. I can't. I was like, and that dude Oliver make it worse. And I'm like, how the fuck you gonna be in a group named Injustice with these two black dudes? And yo, and you, you, you come across like the the loudest one, got the biggest mouth, and your fucking name is Oliver. Not Oliver. Not oh, Oliver. Like. Like, go sit your ass down somewhere. Like, I'm I'm tired of you. I was tired. There's nothing wrong with their in-ring skill. It's okay. I don't have a problem with it at all. I think the little Powerpuff boy, he, he cute. You know, he got some nice little cute moves. They great sellers. But they not good enough for me to just be like, ooh, I want to watch them. No. Uh, I'm mad at you, Powerpuff. <laughs> And then um, the main event was MJF versus Michael Von Eric. And uh, I'm just going to say the Von Erics can get it anytime, anywhere. He's a very attractive man. He is. Like, like their uncles, for like my mom, because I asked my mom about him, and she said, you understand, back in the 70s, that's what turned women on. So when you have these like buff, blonde, good old Texas country boys come in and they're talking with the accent. Women went nuts over them. And I'm like, for real? And they're like, she's like, yeah. She goes, she goes, you know how some women react to Roman Reigns? I said, yeah. She goes, 
times that by a hundred, and that's what the Von Erichs got. Yeah. Yeah, my mom has a poster still. She doesn't know what she did with it because she's a hoarder. Um, but that's, that's was, that was one of the things I tried to do while I was at home. I tried to call, um, clone, clone. Oh, I need to go to sleep. I try to go through the attic <laughs> and look and uh, look for see if I could find it. It was, it, it was really good. Um, I won't I won't give any spoilers. Please go watch MLW. I know we have converted a few people to to NWA Power, but please go watch MLW as well. Um, the new episode of Fusion is up. It's uh, Joseph's. Um, Am I, am I gonna say his name wrong? The guy, the guy in Contra, who's related to Roman and all them. Uh, Justice of that too. Yeah, he is. Um, he's going up against Brian Pillman. I haven't watched it yet, but knowing those two is gonna be a very, very, very good show. He's a all cousin. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because I know the joke was when we were talking about it, um, this whole Brian Alvarez thing. Nicole made a joke. She's like, you know, you better, um, Brian Alvarez better be lucky. Like Jay or uh, John, uh, John Uso don't catch him on the street, or like her husband doesn't catch him on the street. And, I, and we were making the joke that it'll be a family affair, and like all the cousins, all the uncles, Roman's gonna be there, Tamina's yeah. gonna be there. Contra's gonna fucking just roll up and light him on fire, and we won't have a problem anymore. Mm. Uh, but that, I haven't watched it yet, but again, pretty good. So, um, now that we've talked about the good stuff, let's get to the shit. AEW, AEW Dark. Um, please stop having Sunny Kiss job, because I'm really fucking tired of seeing that already. And it's only. And stop putting him with Brandon Cutler. I like Brandon Cutler's oh, I look. I don't like him. But I just, like, you're making nerds bad by not at least having him win one match. Like, come on. Um, There was a cool segment with Brandy. I can't believe I actually said that. Um, apparently, Brandy has, Brandy's been going to a therapist. And she's trying to figure out, like, what's, like, what she's real like what's her whole thing is like what am i here for which can totally relate to that and um the whole time her therapist keeps like flipping back and forth between like a normal version of the therapist and like a darker version of it and like the darker ones like you can't like they were actually showing tweets from like the match that she had and these were i mean like we we drag brandy Rhodes too but these people were coming for her and um you know like they were doing personal, they were, it was, it was, it was actually really done well. And then like the dark therapist was like, you know, saying you're not good enough and you suck, you can't do anything right. And then the normal ones like trying to help her out. And you can see like, there's like a battle, like an inner battle with Brandy Rhodes. And I'm like, this was actually done really good because you see Brandy like leave. Because, like, the evil part of the therapist was, like, really going in on her. And she was just like, I, 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 gotta, I gotta go. And she just, she just laughed. And I was like, that's really good. Like, where the fuck has this been? <laughs> that I don't have a problem with. Now, I'm, I'm going to be fair. I only drag Brandy when it's necessary. Yeah. 
I'm not going after her because I want to or because I don't like her. Because quite honestly, I don't know her. And I'm not trying to attack her. But it's just, it is how you present yourself and how you conduct yourself to leave yourself open to those type of attacks. What I do is just the truth. You're on TV and your husband is at the top of his own business and so are you. So you gotta walk it like you talk it, period. There ain't no middle ground here. If I was her, I would stay, take my cues from Stephanie McMahon because you can say what you want to about that woman. But at the end of the day, she gonna hold her own when it comes to being in that business. Period. Um, and Brandy just don't embody that for me. So I say what I, I gotta say, and if she hear it, cool. If she don't, she don't. But I'm not trying to make her, you know, feel bad. She just gotta elevate herself. Otherwise, you're gonna keep getting dragged. Well, speaking of the Nightmare Collective, um, Sheeta took on Mel. Um, I don't know who the fuck this Luther guy is, but he annoys the shit out of me. And they keep talking He's like... Somebody. Like, oh, Japanese death matches. I'm like, so is Nick Foley and Terry Funk. Who the fuck is this guy? And every time he did something, he like touched the red dot on his forehead and stuck his tongue out. I'm like, <laughs> who are you fucking Terry, running around Terry Funk oh. would never <laughs> oh you did not just insult Terry Funk no I said Terry oh. Funk would never stoop that low no cause Terry Funk has class while he bleeds out into death in Japan thank you very much oh um, isn't he is he dead I don't remember. No, Terry Funk's still alive. He wrestled on his 75th birthday. Or 85th Why? birthday. Terry yes. Funk. Someone stop him. That's a very good question as to why. Like, I, Where's his kids? I don't yes. Know. <laughs> like, uh, what? <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. But um, this match was... Mel can't wrestle. Like, Awesome Kong standing out there. She stole Sheeta's uh, kendo stick, beat Sheeta with it. Luther's getting involved. Kong's getting involved. And Sheeta comes out on top. And then it's like the Nightmare Collective, like, Kong and Luther turn on Mel and they just start beating the shit out of her. I thought and they turned on Kong. No, they turned on. No, they turned on Kong. They turned on Kong and beat her up. Yeah. Because she's going to be gone. Why? What's wrong? They wrote her out of the storyline for AEW. And I can't remember exactly why, but I do know that they wrote Kong out. And I don't know if it's because she's got, like, filming obligations or what, but um, because I don't know if Glow is still going on. I thought Glow was over. I thought it was, too. But they did write Awesome Kong out. She's not coming back for a minute. Well, fuck. All right, well, Kong's gone. I could care less about the Nightmare Collective even more now. Um, They had a bonus match from the Jericho Cruise. It was Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford versus Rio and Kenny Omega. Rio and Kenny... That made me so angry. Rio... 
Well, let me explain. Rio and Kenny came out in matching tights. So Rio's wearing her little, you know, Japanese Lolita bullshit. And then here comes Kenny in white tights and a fucking shredded pink tutu is the only way I can explain this. His his tights match Sheeta's or not Sheeta, but Rio's gear. What? So to so to go off of that, they were they are a tag they are and they're in a tag team together. And and guess what? Japan and um they have matching gear. And they've been doing this for a minute now. So honestly it was a great I was, match. I don't mean um, to interrupt. Hold on a second, Alex. I'm sorry. Kong is out because they are filming the fourth and final season of Glow next month. Okay. So she's okay. going to be gone for that. But the angle is that she suffered an injury because of this beatdown. And I think that's why this Nightmare Collective thing is basically going to go away. That's probably not going to be a thing anymore. And you'll see Mel probably is going to take over that. And you know what I'm saying? Because she's yeah. not going to be there. They're going to be filming for at least two, three months for Glow. So that's why she got wrote out this week. Okay. So match starts. And uh, I'll go over this stuff super fast. Kip wanted to wrestle Rio. And yeah, they're the same size. Yeah, <laughs> I think Kip maybe a couple inches bigger than her. Um, oh, but they oh. had, but they had like inter, the they, they had intergender match, and they had you know Penelope was fighting Kenny, and Rio was fighting uh, uh Kip, and I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I see. Okay, all right, that was that was cool. Um, I think they're testing know. the waters. Mm-hmm. Well, I look. Here's what made me mad. And where the fuck have you been, Rio? Please tell me where I'm have t- you been. I'm tired. I'm tired of her. Nyla, just take the belt. Just take it. She ain't gonna show up to work anyways. Just take oh, it home you, with you. You show up to dark. You show up on the Jericho cruise. Where have you been? Like, you know what, you know what my kiddo said when she, cause she was watching it with me and she saw the belt, she goes, mommy, what's that toy? Mm. And I said, exactly what it is. that's a, that's a title. And she goes, cause she's been watching wrestling with me because she likes it. Like someone asked her who her favorite wrestler was. And she goes, Oscar. I was like, oh, but it's just like. She goes, no, mommy, that's a that's a toy. That looks like the so little kid belt, the, the little ones they sell for WWE. Because she's so used to the um with the the Kabuki Warriors titles, and then seeing Becky, and then when she's home on Friday, um, seeing Bailey with it. So you know, I have to convince my five year old it's not a toy. So, you know, people were, like, cheering for her. Like, I could tell they were drunk. They were cheering for her. Like, she was the best female wrestler to step through those ropes. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, you, you guys realize we, this is the most we've seen her since she's won that title. And she's not fighting another Japanese wrestler. 
that's a first or she's not just fighting Nyla. So um, the match is really good. Um, Kenny and uh, Kenny and Rio Lesnar win. And then Kenny gets on the mic and he starts talking. <laughs> he starts talking. And I've, no, I've done the math. We have seen more of Brock Lesnar this month than we have seen of Rio. He showed up every week. He did. So what that you, even for a hot second he was there. He showed up last the second on Raw last week. So I mean he he has shown up to work for once. And then Kenny's standing there and he's trying to give props to everybody. And he pretty oh, much pussy says, Yeah. <laughs> Some of our episodes have not aged well. I will I will say that. Um but he the, starts the cursing talking. or us being mean? Us being mean. Us being mean. <laughs> oh, no, they're not going to age well. It's okay. Uh, the, the older I get, the angrier I'm getting. So let me take this out. Um, and then Kenny acts like real. Like, he's hyping up Rio because that's his little friend. And then he's just like, you know, before we weren't thinking about intergender wrestling and Tonight's just proved that there is space for it. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm cussing after I get on to my kid about dropping the F-bomb. I said, mm-hmm. what the hell are you talking about, Kenny? You wrestled women. You wrestled intergender. Why are you acting like this is a scary new territory you guys have never worked in? Half your bitches on the main roster wrestled dudes. Well, it's a scary territory for AEW because they're new. Well, if they want something to set them apart, bring in intergender. TNA did that for the longest time, and that's why people were interested, because they had Awesome Kong, when she was done running through the knockouts and holding that title, they had her going through. They had her fighting dudes. They had ODB fighting dudes. Like, they had their women going against their men, and people would get into it. And would the women always win? No. It was always, like, 50-50. And then they would have the rubber match. And then it's just like, do it. Because at least I get to see Penelope Ford on my TV. If, if that's what it takes so she doesn't have to be a manager and do chicken chick tactics to get her boyfriend over when she should be the one in the ring and Kip is helping her get over. I don't know. I find it to be um, interesting that everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon of intergender wrestling when they've been tearing um, TNA's ass apart. Because they were doing intergender wrestling. Facts. They've been going at TNA for months. And every fan that watched wrestling been dogging them out, saying it's not plausible. I don't understand why you're doing it. And now, because it's popping, you want to jump on the bandwagon. But y'all was just being on TNA's ass about it? No, son. I I ain't with that bullshit. Nope. They didn't. Getting much underground. Okay, they and had. That, and, was, but you know what? Was, Alexis, this is the thing. This is my thing. I'm not trying to cut you off, but here's why I have a problem. Y'all, y'all know y'all shit. Y'all know TNA been doing a lot of shit first. 
from the mm-hmm. intergender wrestling to the women's style of wrestling. They pioneered a lot of shit. But don't nobody want to give them no play. Don't nobody want to give them their props. Don't nobody want to make sure that they understand that even though TNA might have gone down, they trying to put themselves back up. They trying to do the best they can with what they got. No, they ain't got the best business practices. But you give me one wrestling company that does. Okay? They've been shitting on TNA for months. Months. Before this whole shit with Tessa dropped, they was on TNA's neck about that shit. And now you want to parade around on TV talking about how intergender wrestling is possible. No, fuck you, okay? Because that's some bullshit. You don't do that. And then all them bandwagon fans is out there sitting up there cheering, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Y'all just on, on the internet cussing TNA out. Calling TNA all types of dumb bitches and hoes and call, saying they're a rinky dink promotion, but now you own team intergender wrestling? What the fuck kind of shit is that? No, I ain't with that. That makes I've always, me angry. I've always been a fan of intergender wrestling. Like, if, you know, in the alternate universe where I become a wrestler, like, that's what I would want to do. Like, put me up against the meanest guy we got here and let's go. I don't, because you know why? Because it's Kenny Omega. Because people have, I want to know what yoga classes they take to shove their head up Kenny Omega's ass that far. Like, I want to know. And I like Kenny Omega in the beginning because I felt like he had a certain aesthetic to him that a lot of wrestlers didn't have. And that's just not true. He just, he don't have no humility. He wants things the way that he wants them, and he feels like if fans don't respond, see what he this okay. The thing is, Kenny Omega and a lot of these other guys, they had to live their lives in the limelight, like what you do in WWE. So when you get a guy like Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, they starting out the box coming into WWE with the shield and coming off of NXT, they are already like they're already superstars. They just have to build themselves up to that level of the rock and and stone cold status. Okay. Mm-hmm. You coming from the Indies, that even though it's a lot of people in Japan and it's a lot of people over here in the States that watch New Japan and everything, that's still a section, a marginalized section of wrestling that not everybody is exposed to. So you don't have to answer the same questions that a Roman or a Seth Rollins would have to answer. But now you are on the cusp of the industry and you have to answer those very same questions, if not more, because you head up an entire division in that company. So now because you have to answer those questions, you want to play the um, I don't understand why everybody has an issue role. And then you want to get mad when you ask people ask questions and then you don't want to fucking answer the question. You want to skate around all of the answers and the issues and make it seem like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to open up my Twitter for 20 minutes and answer questions. And you don't even answer none. When I was when he was talking this bullshit, that is exactly what I was thinking about. I'm like, so you're okay now saying you want to bring intergender wrestling in, but like a week or so ago, you were avoiding any and all questions about the women's division, a division that 
your company, and I'm going to say your company because you're part into it, promised was going to be front and center. And we've got nothing. So I don't know if y'all have seen our Twitter, but I have thrown my hat in the ring, no pun intended, for Cody Rhodes to hire me as an AEW writer. I can be temporary. I work cheap. (laughs) I work Give me three months, Cody, and I can at least give you something to work with. I can give you something. I, I can't promise you on the men's side of things, but for the women's division, I can help you out because, come on, what do you get to lose at this point? Um, well, there is one more match on AEW Dark. It was best friends with Orange Cassidy versus Sean Spears and a mystery partner. And he will never guess in a million fucking years who the mystery partner was. <clears throat> do tell, Alexis. Do, do tell. Do you guys remember when WWE... Ooh, my hair's so soft because of this hair mask I used earlier. Yay! Do <laughs> uh, you guys remember when WWE revamped ECW on the Sci-Fi Channel? And mm. they Briefly. Had, briefly, yeah, briefly, okay. Do you remember a jobber named Colin Bellaney? Yeah. That's some old shit, but yeah. That's such a that's such a deep cut. And it's random. It's so random of all the people. But she was Sean Spears' mystery partner, and apparently he hit second puberty because I did not recognize him at first. He why. I yeah. don't know. Oh, Cody, c- please call me. DM me. My DMs are open. I'm not a ring rat. I promise. You're that's not my a, type. That's how y'all fuckers lost Someone, one of my, uh, someone I follow on Twitter was like, well, it's like one of those things like whatever tweet, woke tweet, and other tweet. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then yeah. one of them was like, whatever tweet um AEW missing out on killer cross and the second one was like AEW missing out on Jake Atlas and I was like how about they're both missing the bag fucking up the bag and missing both of them and Mm -hmm. Scarlett but you know they got Jack Swagger I'm trying to figure out how that happened why would you want Jack Swagger of all people and that's he'd be He's like top 500 people I would think of if I'm starting a company and building <laughs> a faction around Chris Jericho. I don't know. Why would, he, and why he would has anybody, 500 on that list. Why would anybody put pride and powerful with Jericho and just let them be a dominant Honestly, black, uh, tag? Do you know what? Honestly, I would have Inner Circle or I would even have Inner Circle. I would just have Jericho with pride and powerful. I wouldn't have Not Sami Zayn. I wouldn't have Jack ha- Jack Hager. I don't understand Sami Zayn's role in that group. Prime Powerful Guevara. obviously is his muscle. You know what I'm saying? Guevara. Well, I don't understand Guevara. I don't. Sorry, I don't understand his role in that group. Don't and Sami Zayn. That come on. Insult Sami Zayn. What the? Fuck? Y'all know what I meant? Shit. I don't. Oh, <laughs> Just saying. So let's get to uh, let's get to this shit show. All right, 
So Mats uh, and Ortiz had a fight. I'm just going to go over this. We'll get to the so we can get to the end here. Mats um, and Ortiz had a match. At Mox won. At the end, he took out the key. So Jericho's screaming about this Ford GT being like the world's most expensive car. Um, it's not. I looked it up and I could probably afford it. <laughs> so yeah, if my credit was a little bit better. Anyway. Um, so he took the key to the car and he gouged out Ortiz's eye. So he was screaming the whole time, eye for an eye, because they gouged out Mox's eye. You think I would be psyched over that, but I was just like, okay. <laughs> it's Why like that one. I'm confused. What was the problem? I don't know. It's like, that Nicole seems like your bag and you like, I- you like Moxley a lot. So I would assume that you would be okay with that. He's boring. Ooh, child. Like, I love he's Mox. Better in, he's better in New Japan. He's so boring in AEW. I can't stand it. I love he's Mox. Better. I love Mox. I but I like that it was not going to work. I knew it. I, I don't like mocks. I want old school mocks where he's just going around and being a couple and just that, and that's what he people. is. That's what he's that's doing what in taught. New Japan. He can't do when, that in AEW. So AEW. for y'all who don't know, I was a Dean Ambrose fan, and through Ambrose, I found about his time served as John Moxley. I liked them both, and when when Ambrose left. I'm doing that so no one gets confused. I was talking to Tiff and said, hey, this video, what, why did, what is this? And she, we were watching it. She goes, watch this. I think it's Ambrose. So like we ended up watching it somehow together. And when I put it together that it was John Moxley coming back from the dead, ask her, I freaked out just as bad as she did. She did. It was so funny. And I was sitting there screaming like it's Mox, Mox is back, Mox. I was sitting there when we're talking, and like me and Nicole are flipping out, and they're like, "What? What's so special about John Moxley?" And I think one of the things is like, "John will take, John will go home with you, fuck you good, steal your money, your credit cards, and your car, and you'll still want to come back for more." That is exactly (laughs) what she said. That is exactly what she said. Almost word from word. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's appealing to you. Yeah. She said, yes. Not to me, I'm that's like, scary. My credit I'm already messed up. <laughs> there you go. I don't have to worry about doing that. But no, it's just like, I think, because I'm thinking Moxley, I'm going back to like CZW and all the stuff that he did. Not the drunken death match. That's a story for another day. But like, all the stuff that he did. And now like the more, it's like, don't come for me, people. I feel like, no, I feel like what they're doing to Mox and AEW is going to lead what they did to him in WWE. There you go. I don't think it's going to get that bad. Because he's going to leave. He's going to leave. Oh, yeah, because he'll just leave. He'll just leave. He said it before. He's going to leave. He'll show up in the water. You know, he's got options. He. You know what? If Mox finished up the rest of his career in Japan, I wouldn't be mad. Because you know he's only got, like, he put his body through hell when he was younger. There's no way he's got, like, I mean, he's the same age I am. So he's going to be 35 this year. Bleak that out. Um, 
So, oh my god. He's gonna yeah. be not that bad. Dude, I didn't think I'd live this long. So like all right, so he's gonna be thirty five. So so you know, he's the way he does his matches and all that shit, he, he's not he's he's not it's the same problem I'm have I fear for Mox that I fear for Job. That he's gonna get that one big injury and he's not gonna be able to come back from it because he went so heavy early in his career. And I mean but he doesn't he doesn't need AEW. AEW version of John Moxley is sucks. I hate it. And mm-hmm. I I'll put it this way. Dean Ambrose was a cartoon version of John Moxley, okay? The yes. reason why I liked that was because it was their way of still giving us a lunatic fringe without having to go full on let's be bloody and you know you know do all of the scary strange shit which is fine you know but he felt boxed in so i was okay with him leaving but when you're talking about being on television you answer to the network and even though they are rated what tv 14 now something like 14 it doesn't matter. They still have to put on something that is structurally sound. Japan, New Japan is not bound by that. Okay. But AEW is. And as much as they want to make it out to be like they can do whatever they want, no the fuck you can't. You answer to other people too. And this version of John Moxley isn't what I was expecting from what I've seen him do. And compared to what he's been capable of doing and what he's doing in the AEW, I felt like ain't no fucking difference between Dean Ambrose and John Moxley in AEW. What is the difference? See, in Japan, you'll die in the ring. They'll resuscitate you and say, get your ass up and finish the match. But that's by fine. Well, the structure. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Well, the structure. Well, the structure is that they don't have any structure. And especially with like like the pre like the pre, like the after interview like the after match interviews and how they basically just go off the cuff mm-hmm. and it's very like that's very him. So I honestly and this is like I don't I can't see him staying with AEW past his year contract. Mm-hmm. I, I think he should. Who... No, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I think he should just stick with New Japan and probably float on to like MLW. If he showed up in MLW, that would be fucking crazy. Yeah, I honestly, I think he should go there instead. Or NWA Power. Ooh, NWA Power would be fun. Yeah, because he kind of fits into that old school. I mean, they can't. They don't do hardcore, but like he fits like well, himself. They can. Yeah. They can. Well, I mean, okay, I'll put it. Okay. okay. <laughs> when you look at when you look at the match that he and Kenny had, that was a lot of stunt work. That yeah. was not even close to what we saw on MLW's um, match with Havoc and Mansur. So. No. MWA Power can do it. Like they put their match MLW's matches on YouTube. You can watch it. 
It's not that NWA Power can't do it. It's will they do it. And I'm sure having a star like John Moxley on there in their promotion, everybody will be watching that. So if I was him, I would I would be like, after this, I'm not coming back. Why does he need to? What's his incentive? He could go to Vegas and he can live out the rest of his life with Renee and their dogs and just, <laughs> you know, be chilled because you can tell he's finally found that inner peace because he's always like I've never been able to like just find like I was listening to something and he's just like I've never been able to find like whatever just that makes me peaceful and like I've seen I've seen pictures of like him with Renee and their dogs and I'm just like he's happy can he please just be fucking happy like this is the one person in life can they just please be fucking happy <laughs> i think his wife has a lot to do with that sometimes when you um when you're going through life and you you find somebody who's like yo yo the yin to your yang she calms him she's his place of solace so i think he could be anywhere and be happy as long as she's with him but if we're going by what we see on TV episodically every week, we're looking at this John Moxley. I don't see a difference between John Moxley and Dean Ambrose. I don't either. And so that's... I'm not understanding what the what the issue is. I get why he has a problem with WWE, but I'm not understanding what exactly he was supposed to be presenting differently in AEW because I'm not getting that here in AEW. I'm like, okay, well. I, I see you do fucked up shit. Like, what the fuck? What are you supposed to be selling me? What are you giving me? Because I'm not receiving it if you're supposed to be selling me something specific because I don't, I'm not getting that. Well, I'll say this and then I'll move on. Um, if John, if Dean Ambrose it was John Moxley White, John Moxley AEW is dark, Dean Ambrose Dark. And we're just going to move on from that. Um, Dark Order's trying to recruit Christopher Daniel. They beat down SCU. They're trying to get him to join. This one made me uncomfortable. Okay, so Britt Baker went against a uh, Japanese... The uh, She's been in AEW before. Her name's Yuka. She's the magical girl. Um, Baker is officially a heel now. And um, she lost. <clears throat> in retaliation... She um took the mad she took Yuka Yuka, put her mouth on the How are you liking the podcast so far? I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you have a topic that you think we should be discussing on Down for the Count, don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a voice message right here on the Anchor app, or you can hit us up on social media. Our Instagram is at D4TC underscore podcast. Our Twitter is at Down for the Count 19. And we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll let you get back to the podcast. Bottom rope and gave her the curve stomp from hell. Oh, she went um, full on American History X on her. Pretty much. Um, I hope they were fake. Because Yuka was fucking crying and she was selling it. There was blood running down her mouth and she was she held her hand up and was spitting something. I go, oh, 
Hell no. There were fucking teeth in her hand. <laughs> I love that, actually. I, I love like, that. And then, like, Brett, like Audrey, Aubrey was the was the rep, and she went on Instagram, and she was, like, feeling so bad about it. And I was just like, someone needs to. Someone needs to knock this bitch out. Like, I'll do it. No, I'll do actually, it I love that. I'm not the hugest Brit fan, but I think she needed something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, so they might be doing something right there. Look at Dr. Because Britt Baker. I, well, and My also husband. what's funny, I think I think the nobodies talked about, about this on their YouTube channel on um, a Ring Gear remix. Mm-hmm. And for Britt Baker. And they were talking about why doesn't she be like an evil dentist? Because people are terrified to go to the dentist. But like, why isn't she just like ripping people's teeth out? That makes sense. My, my husband called her Isaac Yankum's daughter. <laughs> what? Remember Kane's first gimmick in the WWE was Isaac Yankum DDS? He was an evil dentist that worked for Jerry Lawler. Oh my god. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Kane's first gimmick was Isaac Yankum and he had messed up teeth. This nigga's name was Isaac Yankum? No! And his wrestling gear was blue. Oh my god, I'm fucking my age. Blue scrub pants and he (laughs) would sometimes wrestle in like a scrub top but he'd always come out in like a dentist jacket and he would wrestle in the jacket. I totally forgot about that. I'm glad Kane got his teeth fixed though. So good, good, good for it. Good for you, Kane. Um, <laughs> we're seeing seeing more dissolution in the elite. It was the elite versus uh the Lucha Bros and those three idiots that I don't like with the screaming blonde girl. Um, you see the elite falling apart and like at the end, because like now that Kenny and Adam or tag champs, the uh, uh, young bucks are kind of like, well, when you when we do face you, when we like, they're kind of like, so we're gonna get a match, right? Like we're your best friends, we're gonna get a match, and you know they're all yelling at each other, and Paige comes in, Paige comes out of nowhere with just like a a beer, and he they go, what's your problem? He goes, I don't have a problem, and like one of the young bucks, I don't care to learn their names, um, he goes, I think you have a problem. And he takes the beer out of. Uh, Adam's hand he goes this is your problem like it's a PSA from like 1985 and then Adam's just looking at him like walking out and he's shaking his head and he picks his hand up and it's a fucking pitcher of beer <laughs> and he what? just starts drinking like you know the when you when you go to a restaurant and you order a pitcher of beer it's those Where plastic ones he just came he just had it he's I guess so oh my god <laughs> I was just like this cause like, they show him holding the beer on one hand and his other hand's down. And he just picks up the pitcher of beer and starts drinking from it. I'm like, I officially love Adam Page. Like, that is cool. And through all this, um, Pac, after the Elite lost, was look- going to look like he was going to beat up Rio. Because Rio did show up to work, apparently, this uh, for AEW Dark. And he looked like he was actually going to beat her up. And the whole time I was thinking, like, please, Pac, do me a favor. You can become oh. women's champ. At least we'll get that to is, see you on TV. That is dead-ass <laughs> wrong. That is so, so wrong. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Packer, 
And then, um, you know, Kenny finally gives him a, his mat, rematch, and then Nyla comes out of nowhere and puts Rio through a table. Um, Kip she Sabian didn't and put Joey her through the table. She threw her on the table. Yeah. And she's so fucking oh, yeah. tiny. They even the break. table didn't break. Oh, like, wow. And well, then they had... Rose, she ain't got enough power to break the table. Well, no, it's Rio, because, yeah, you can have all the power you want, but if you... You gotta be able to break something. I don't know. I don't know how physics work. I'm a mass communications mate. I didn't take that shit. Uh, So then they had Janela and Sabian, and the whole time, this is probably besides the Dark Order winning Christopher Daniel, this is the only match they've had that's had some kind of story tie into it. But the whole time, all they kept talking about was how Penelope used to be with Joey, and then she left him for Kip. And I'm just like, this, we we really, I know we talked about this earlier, but I'm like, are we really rolling with this? Like, yep. they're like, they're like Penelope's the reason, like, what was it? They were like, these guys used to be the best of friends, and then Penelope came along and ruined it. I'm like, no. No, because Nicole said they were signed to, her and Janela were dating, and they were signed to AEW together, <laughs> and then she started dating, and then they broke up, and she started dating Kip Sabian, and Nicole, didn't you say, like, Joey's like, yeah, you know, we're on and off, and I'm happy for her. As yeah, long as they're friends, they're just playing this up, but they're pretty. Yeah, like, they're all he's pretty, just like, I'm, I'm happy pretty sure they're not, her. like, close, but. Yeah, they're just like yeah. it's whatever. They know animosity between y'all. them. Yeah, yeah, they're just working, y'all. Schedule wise, I mean that's hard. I mean, yeah, even if you're dating, an, it sucks dating a wrestler because there's no other. You can't date somebody normal. And I mean, like, yeah, you can do a show in AEW together, but like, you could be going this way, and I could be going this way, and I won't see you again till another AEW. Like, it's possible. But they're, like, trying to make it, like, she's, like, they were, like, the best of friends, and she and came she through them, like, and I'm, like, She just I'm like, destroyed this perfect relationship. I was just, like, n- 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 no. <laughs> oh, why, why are you painting her in this light? Do not do this to my beloved Penelope, because I will beat your ass. Like, <laughs> I'm slowly. Honestly, um, all three of them should probably just date. It'd be more convenient honestly, for everybody oh concerned. So, um, then came the, mm-hmm. the interesting uh, piece. The Ten Lashes. Yeah. I really don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about that because everybody on the internet's already talked about it and the clips are all over the place. Um, if you haven't, just go watch them. They're on the AEW YouTube page. Um, well, everybody seems to be okay with it. As far as I saw, it's like a very mixed. It's a very mixed bag. Well, I I was like a lot of people were just like, oh, the emotion, and Cody's willing to do this just to get his hands on MJF, and I was like, hold on, hold on, let me let me find that tweet. I'm reading. Okay. Me and I remember. I'm trying to be as enthusiastic. Me and Tiff were. (laughs) enthusiastic me and tiff were talking and you know she and i agree with her why is cody rhodes 
the dude who is in charge of the company, because mm-hmm. there's nothing, there's nothing on the line. And I know I'm mm-hmm. requoting you, Tiff. But if I mess up, please let me know. <laughs> why? Why is you know there's no belt on the line? He's done nothing to Brandy. He's done nothing to Pharaoh. You know, why is Cody going through loops? To get a piece of MJF when he could just be like, nah, you know what? This is my fucking company. Next week, I'm beating the shit out. Now, I ain't doing your lashes. I ain't doing Wardlow. You and me are fighting now. Like, and and then if he to... says no, I was then like, you're well, fired. I guess you ain't getting paid next week. Back. Yeah. Somebody here. Like, like, that would be perfect. Like, you don't want to face on, me? Okay, hold on. Here's, here's a, a week. tweet. There's Cody. <laughs> Cody Cody is giving himself to this to wrestling so to this company to his family to his <laughs> legacy to oh. this world for all of us Cody is standing here bare open vulnerable and taking a world of pain for all of this. <laughs> what the fuck? It, it's a bunch I, of I saw this. Well, so I see this person. I'm not gonna blast them. Um, this person that came up because they seem like a nice person, but this is the most extra bullshit I've seen in my entire life. And, and this will probably change. Like, so no offense <laughs> to that person, but I even see the original tweet yet. I seen someone repost it and I was like there's no way this is real and then I saw it I'm like Jesus and it's not like where people and like a lot of things are like well you're making fun of people who get emotionally invested in wrestling it's like no we're not I cry about it all the time literally all the time and I don't don't just sit here I really do she does that's not it the fact she does cry about it a lot Nicole, I will give you twenty dollars to never read anything like that ever again in your life. I probably talk to people at work. <laughs> oh God, it's your customer service voice. Yeah, my customer service voice is totally different. It's oh, mind-boggling. Yeah. It freak it freaks people out at work. Um, that, was, that was primo though. It was so perfect. It was beautifully executed. Yeah, so, like it, you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even and the thing is it's not that like I'm happy that you you're that you are invested in this and blah blah blah. Where I'm not making I'm not making a crack at that because I want people to get emotionally invested in this because there's a whole the whole reason we all watch that. No. It is the fact that we are acting like Cody is dying for all of our wrestling sins that I'm not okay with. Amen. Literally, because like, we, he doesn't. Is it Easter? My, is this the new? Yeah. Is this wrestling Easter? Yeah. Passover. When the hell they fucking killed Jesus? No offense to you, Jesus, but yeah. whenever they killed him, like when it when was that? Like so, mm-hmm. this is what we're doing. This is this Emily, is what we're doing. I, he's gonna I, have a show before Easter Sunday, and Cody's gonna come out on a cross. Day. Might as well. Might as well. Might as well actually nail him to it too. Right. (laughs) No, because it's just it's just no rhyme or reason to this. Have have, have 
have Brandy, have Brandy fucking dressed up as, as Mary. No! So cry with the shroud. Literally with the shroud wiping him. Someone put a crown of thorns on Dakota for dying for all of our wrestling sins. I'm just like... <laughs> over a feud of MJF costing him the title. That's you know what's out of it. You know what's the real kicker of this? That match ain't even gonna be good. I'm telling you right now. And I was, and then here's the thing: the fans are like, "This is what we've been asking for. This is the emotion." So I said, "Okay, I'll bite." Y'all are okay with the stunt queens, right? Because they, they stunting on us. Period. Point blank. They stunting on us. All right. With no opulence, not enough drag. They wish. Period. It was a two cent drag show. But you drag hometown. you you drag WWE for the dog food situation with Roman. You drag WWE about the wedding. You make fun of them about that. But you're out here stunting. And Cody's doing all of this so he can get his hands on MJF when all he has to do is set up the fucking match. That's it. That's set the, the match up. It's not like it's not like Cody hasn't told anybody that he's over AEW. Everybody knows this. So what is preventing you from going after MJF at Revolution? Besides you doing what he's asking. Because he didn't say you have to do... If he says that, then you're going to be like, who authority do you have? You can get the fuck out of my company. Yeah. Or, you know, like... Or be like, okay, you don't want to fight me? Well, um, you're not getting paid. I would would be... Or I would fire Wardlow. I'd fire his ass on spot like you and your bitch boy got to go. It's either that or you wrestle me at Evolution. End of the fucking conversation. Now, I can understand it if they went the route and said Cody was, I don't know, they had a situation where MJF was like, Cody, um, you know, back before they was friends, he was like, hey, you know, I got new, I want to get my contract done. Can I get my paperwork in? You signed my contract. And he signed a bunch of papers. And he ended up signing off to his piece of the company. Then that makes sense. Because what he going to do? I'm all I have to say that I am so so thankful for Cody for for just being doing this for all of us. I'm so tired of her. I'm so tired. I hate you. Do you know what? I as I continue to make fun of this, the one spot I actually did like. I don't know. Brandy must be going to acting classes. She must been. She must have heard us. When oh she came God. down, I did like that though. That's the only that that's the only part strong. of it I like. I feel like yeah, that was actually from the beginning. She yeah, she should have been out there for just fucking Anderson bucks. What are they gonna? What her soft ass is gonna do? She should have came out there. Now, if and I was Brandy, you know, if I was Brandy, because you know the whole you can't touch me. I don't mean I won't, because I just saw you whipping my husband. I'm going to get in that ring and get that belt and whoop the shit out of you. No, like, we're, no they, they, they were already in Alabama. There's, already, there's a lot of things they were doing. And playing. that's I not, Yeah. <laughs> they were in Alabama. My bad. <laughs> um, But that 
kind of one thing we need is a black woman getting whipped by a white man in the middle of the road. God, I would have lost him. I would have. She gets no. She gets the belt and starts whipping MJF with it. Like Brandy beating the shit out of MJF. Not the other way. Like that Martin Luther King um, parody photo where he's like (laughs) over. He's in the background and he's watching the black people hit the white people in the field in the cotton field. (laughs) God. Because like there was no there's no I don't get this. I don't get this. Like Cody you you're the head of the company. Cody is a better heel than he is face. I I think that's the problem. Because Cody had came out from day one as the face and I'm like nah dude I've seen your face work. Your face work is not good you're better off as a heel. And I think it's just because they don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't know. I mean, I I don't think they don't know what they're doing, but I think that they're trying so hard to be outside of what WWE is presenting that they're, they're just stunt. They're stunt Queens. It is such a stunt because a prime example of that is that match with Omega and Moxley. It was not as brutal as it could have been. It just wasn't. It didn't have... It wasn't all that brutal. Even Joey Janela's match with Moxley was more brutal than that. And I mean... And that's because I'm sure Kenny Omega's like, I'm not finna roll over in no grass. We're not falling on no real um, barbed wire. I actually like my back. I'm not doing that. Which I don't fucking blame him. So they went and got some fake shit. And was like, we gonna make this look real. You gonna act it out? Cause when they got up, wasn't nobody cut. Nobody yeah. had, and they fell on that. Nobody got yeah. cut. Nobody got injured. So I'm, I, I just think that they have a way. They want to execute and do all of this outside the box, cutting edge stuff, but they're not executing it so that it it looks polished and clean. It doesn't do that. And this story with MJF is lacking substance. You're trying to convince me that MJF has the right to refuse a match with you. You don't want to have an authoritative figure type of position. Fine. There needs to be somebody else making this happen. I like MJF. Let's say Tony Khan is not a character. Tony Khan's a character in the AEW. Somebody of authority needs to be able to be the one to push that narrative forward. It happened in WWE back in the day. Shit did not go down without approval from the GMs. There is no general manager. So how how did this just happen out of the fucking blue? You want to go up against me? Fine. You got to get 10 lashes. You got to go up against Wardlow in the steel cage, and then I'll wrestle you at Revolution. It's painfully obvious that that's going to happen at Revolution. Okay? So for you to sit up on TV, break this down, and and do all that sappy-ass shit that Nicole just read, and not and not see through the holes is baffling to me because you pick apart WWE like it's the nasty ass peas you left on your plate after you got done eating your pork chop and mashed potatoes and you acting like oh this is some bullshit WWE does this and does that no keep that same energy with the both of them don't don't half ass it because it's new and it's shiny and we like it nah I ain't with that yeah. shit. And I damn sure wasn't with no whipping. I didn't like that so, shit at all. 
let me let me ask you guys this um and if it's a dumb question you can fire me but when you guys heard that was going down in alabama at this time of the month or year actually because we are celebrating black history month do you think that's that was in really bad taste i just think okay so i don't think i didn't take it as I just think it was just the whole thing. I think the whole thing is just overdone. It's just too much. Correct. And then it's just like more stuff is piling onto it being too much. And this Correct. is another thing that makes it too much. And like I said, Cody is a very mid wrestler. Mm-hmm. I've said this before. The best wrestler in that family is no longer here. That's facts. You. you... What about Dustin? I mean, he's not... He's not he's as not good bad. as his father. He's not he's as good not as his father. Neither one of them. Neither one, neither one of them. He um, is he a be- <laughs> But, character-wise, he is the best character wrestler in that mm-hmm. in house. Or in the family. Yeah. He took yeah. that cue from his father very well. Oh, yeah. They That's where he exceeded his father. Like- yeah, because, I mean, he had Gold Dust, and he was able to make Gold Dust his own thing, you know? And you look at it, and you're just like, okay, you you was, you was knew your father had multiple personas, and you were able to create your own. You did your own little niche, and you got to respect that. But Nicole was right. His, his, their dad is a better wrestler than both of them. That's true. So, and then also this, we also very, we do like give MJF a lot over here. But mm-hmm. MJF is really green still. I yes. agree. He is very green. He has a lot of work. So Agreed. you have someone who's a mid wrestler at best who is going to have to carry that match for someone who has spent more time on AEW TV talking than actually wrestling. And more concerned about what his persona his persona is perceived as rather than what he's capable of in the ring. True. I mean, so you got, I, you, you, I mean, you got a good P you got good. This is the thing. They got good pieces. They got capability. But when you're building up all of this and you're like, this is going to be a bomb ass match. It's and not. Then you get it. And it's not what you want. I can't wait. I am on pins and fucking needles for revolution because I can't fucking wait. And I'm going to sit and I'm just going to be like, mm, mm, mm. that's all I'm going to say. Because that's all you're going to get. Because you're not going to get no no fucking Triple H versus Shawn Michaels level style match out of here. You're nope. not getting no, that. the fuck you ain't. So, Hell no. so all of that shit that you doing on Twitter and on Instagram and Facebook, remember that shit in about two weeks when the match go down and you sitting at home like, Cody really won. You're going to be like, bitch, did you expect him not to? Yeah. Like, also, it's just... Hold on, I mean, that's, it's a decent storyline. I mean, I like MJF, but I don't like him for his athletic ability. I like him because his character is so old school. Like, he breathes and pisses you off. But that's a problem, though. 
Because we give shit to people in WWE who are only focused on their character and they don't perform in the ring. And those very same people that are sitting up touting Cody Rhodes like he's the king of wrestling know full well that he can't hang in the ring with half of the people on the roster in NXT. Matter of fact, all of them. He couldn't Let's even hang with women's division. Let's just keep it all the way from 100. You want to talk about AEW going up against NXT in the ratings and how AEW is beating them out because they stunting. I'd beat you in ratings too if I was on TV whipping somebody's ass with their own belt. The difference just... is when you're watching NXT, they got substance to their storylines. No, it ain't no emotional where I got to jump through hoops and hurdles just to wrestle some fucking body. No. It's Champa out there like, I want my fucking belt back. And I just yeah. feel like, you gotta go through all of us to get it. Period. That's the end of that. Simple to the point. And then you know where it shine at? In the wrestling. They cut good promos and then they go the fuck home. They not on TV with the lights cutting out every two seconds, sitting up there whipping people in the ring, and then Brandy Rose don't know if she want to be a dark voodoo queen or her normal <laughs> self. They ain't doing none of that stunt and shit. Dark voodoo and I'm, queen. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Y'all go ahead. Nicole, you get your five minutes to rant? Um, I, I pretty much think I, I said everything I need to do my uh, monologue but it's just it's funny honestly it's just funny because it's just stupid it's just dumb okay and I don't I don't know it's just that whole I like you don't know like that completely took so the thing is I wouldn't be so comical honestly Brandy was there the whole time because I'm sure. sitting here like, what the hell is fucking Tweedledee's and Tweedledum gonna do? <laughs> well, Dustin offered to take the hit for Cody, and I'm like, damn, my brother would be like, nah, bitch, you on your own. Mm-mm. Yeah, honestly, it should have been Dustin and Brandy out there, and that's it. And probably Arn wandering down there. No, we didn't. He... We didn't need Arnold the young down buck. there. He no, was Arnold down there. But we didn't need the young bucks in the, down there, though. No, Arn was probably too busy clearing um, fucking Hangman to wrestle since he didn't only drink so much. So he should be <laughs> fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> right, after her, right after Earl was fucking selling some bootleg for the bubbly out of his truck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you anymore. <laughs> this is a circus. Oh. It literally is. That place is a circus. It's very ECW circus. No, because circuses are entertaining. I think well, they AEW all like it for right now. They have their moments, but this this shit, I'm, I, I would not be so mad if people who were acting like AEW is a godsend would give the same energy when they do shit. They don't. They make AEW, they like, AEW can do no wrong, but WWE is a fucking monster. And it's like, no, bitch, they both doing the same shit, just in different ways. 
So you gonna have to keep that same energy. Don't act like they not out here selling you fucking wolf tickets. They've been doing that since they brought their asses out. And then you're like, well, you gotta give them a chance. Oh no. <laughs> Don't come at me with give them a chance. When you you want WWE to immediately change, they have to immediately turn everything around. Everything is WWE is not doing what I want. They just doing what they feel is and sometimes it's not best to give the fans what they want. Cause they flip back and forth y'all are so fickle. fucking often. Like I'm I'm gonna say it right now. If I see when after Drew McIntyre wins that title, if I see anybody saying, Oh, Drew's boring, I'm coming for you. I just want you to know that. Like I'll find your address, I'll roll up with the Vaseline, and I will beat the shit out of you. Well, like, it's coming. I, I don't want to hear it. I do not want to hear it. Well, the very same people who was begging for Becky to be champion a year ago is now sitting up here mad because she's been champion this long. And that's all I'm talking about. If there's going to be, you got to have champions longer than three months. They got to be able to defend. Now, I'm not saying you need to have a champion for three years and two years. I'm not saying that at all. But if Asta was able to be champion for two years in NXT and not stifle the division and still put out quality, then why can't that happen in NXT now, in the main roster now? Why is that a problem? You can have longevity with those championships and still not stifle those the, the division itself. You got to learn how to put fucking rivalries in the damn division outside of the titles. Because that's how those cha- those guys were built up. That's how guys like Stone Cold got to be to the top. He wasn't always contending with that title. He was feuding with Vince McMahon every fucking week. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. If the interesting. He showed up to work and they said, what am, I, what am I doing today? Arguing with Vince. Pretty much. So, let, I mean, you gotta stop being, you can't let everything be so, it's gotta be right now, right now. If we go at that pace, ain't nobody gonna be champion. It's always gonna be a new champion every two months. I don't want, and I, that's the problem with, I don't want that. Everyone's like, excuse me, I'm eating a brownie. But like, Technically, technically, the sun's not up, so these calories don't count. Um, oh, my. that is not true. Quiet. <laughs> but that's the problem. It's like everyone's like, well, Bailey's boring as a champion. I said, well, she's also the longest running SmackDown champion. And like, one guy was trying to argue with me. He's like, Alexa Bliss had it longer than her. I said, no, she no. didn't. No, she did not. No, did not. I said Alexis Alexa's reigns were always short and sweet. And then she'd always drop it to somebody. They would have to go down. And that's what I'm trying to tell people about Charlotte. Charlotte's reigns have meant nothing because when she came on the main roster when they introduced the women's title when she was on Raw, her and Sasha were passing that back back and forth like hot potato every month. Sasha would terrible. have it. Charlotte, Charlotte would have when it has pay per view. Then Sasha would win it back the next night. Charlotte would win it back in a pay-per-view. Sasha would win it. You, it was that pattern. You could pick it up after the, the second time. You're like, okay, I know it's going to happen. That's why she's already as high a champion as she is. Same with the SmackDown. She beat Bailey for it. And then she beat Bailey in like the third, the SmackDown before Money in the Bank. Was it Money in the Bank? She, or when Bailey did her new hairdo thing. She no Charlotte. She lost to Charlotte on a pay per view, 
Then she came back not even a week and she won that belt from Charlotte. And people were losing their shit. And I know we were like a few of them like, wow, okay. But now it's just like she's had it since what, October? Yeah. October, November, one of those two dates. Mm-hmm. I just remember. Okay, so I'm starting to appreciate Alexa Bliss a lot mm-hmm. more since I don't see her a lot. And that's also yeah. a thing about her championship reign. She always dropped it to someone who was to put someone over. All of her mm-hmm. reigns were to put someone over. Yeah. With the Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. With a Naomi. Mm-hmm. All of her reigns were short to build that person up who's a face and put them over. Which I I have since changed my stance on Bliss too. Because she grew on me. At first I was not a fan of hers. And I can admit I was hard on that woman. Because it was it wasn't I felt like being her being champion could have looked better on some it could have worked with somebody else. But I understand now that Bliss had the type of personality that was abrasive enough to make a baby face look great. Mm-hmm. And that's at the time that was needed. And I didn't have a problem with her um putting over I thought the way they put over Naya was smart, you know, mm-hmm. eventually. Because Bliss used people and it was obvious that she was using her. So I thought the way she put they put over Naya was smart. Um, I wish Nia's title reign was a little bit longer than it was, but I thought it was it was really smart. And I I thought the way they put over Naomi. And to put really, over and to put over Rhonda too. Yeah. And I'm like, it was really smart to put over Naomi the way that they did. That gave Naomi hella momentum going into Rumble. I mean going into WrestleMania. And she was able to do it in her hometown. So it was a little it, bit more was, sweeter too. Yeah, it was really dope. So I, I mean, and I, I can appreciate what Liz can do in the ring. I think a lot of times, I think a lot of times Alexa Bliss is is touted as somebody who can't wrestle, but I think she's being held back from doing what she wants to do because WWE is scared to pull the trigger because she may end up getting injured or having another concussion. I don't really, I, I mean, I may not like a character. I mean, like, hell, you know, I don't want them to, to get hurt. I want their career to get in, like, end. I don't want, I don't want bad shit happening to them. And right. I think with this time around that they're going to keep Bliss off the, t- like, off the title picture and all this stuff, then it will be easier for people to to like her again, or to get behind her. Mm-hmm. Facts. So, I just I just want to see what happens. But, um, yeah. So, but Twitter, people have been coming on Twitter for AEW, and I'm just like, to the point that anytime anyone has me, oh, how's AEW? I just show them a picture of Adam Page drinking <laughs> I know that sounds stupid, but it's just like he is my spirit animal. <laughs> I just, I just want some, some. I, I want something 
I want something that, that makes sense. Now, I oh, go I off about, about them, but I do this. I don't I don't have selective memory when it comes to wrestling. And I see exactly what they're doing. They pulled their pages straight from WWE's archives, and they using the indie talent to do it, which is fine. All right, so um, have you guys heard about the uh, Ted DiBiase's son apparently involved in a $4 million welfare ripoff? Oh, yes, million. Joanne the scammer. Oh a shit! Oh, <laughs> I I thought that oh, was Ted DiBiase, so it's not Ted DiBiase. No, this is Ted DiBiase's brother. Oh. Actually, hang on, let me go get my book. Because you petty bitch, that's why. <laughs> Fuck insurance right. companies. Well, I mean, I so can that's like that. that. That insurance companies and like Wall Street are the only like, and probably some other form are like I don't feel bad about getting scammed or getting bamboozled. Yeah, I'm but just this like, is also uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a double-edged sword here. So real quick, we'll just tell you guys what's going on here. So Brett DiDiase, the son of the million-dollar man Ted DiDiase and Ted DiDiase Jr.'s brother, is actually looking at some major prison time uh, for being involved with a plot that sold $4 million from the Minnesota Department of Human, Human Services. Um, now, he never made it to the WWE like his brother. He was an FCW, and he was he was one of those paid fans that ran in the ring during a Cena Orton match back in 2013. But Brett Brett kept getting lots of injuries, and he was also addicted to a lot of drugs. Remember that because that will come back and play with it. So John okay. Davis, okay, so remember that. <clears throat> How do I feel like I'm out of breath? John Davis is a former head of the Mississippi Department of Human Services. He became a director in 2016, and he resigned on July 2019. This was a few days. This was the same time the investigation started. So, what pretty much what people have been saying is they're wondering why Didiasi, a guy who has had no background experience in this got hired for the position that he did. All right, so we all know about Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man, and we yeah. know about Ted DiBiase Jr., who I think people remember. I don't know. Um, yeah, he was, well, apparently he was with Tim, um, Maurice a little bit when he was in WWE before they let him go. Yeah. He was also uh, Cody. He, they were, what were they called? Like, not dynasty. The legacy. They were legacy. The legacy. It was something that ended in a Y. I remember that much. All right. It's so, legacy. Legacy. Okay. So, <laughs> Brett DiDiase never really made it to where his dad or even his brother. Um, his he was a part of FCW and he became tag champions there. And his biggest claim to fame on WWE television was interfering with a Randy Orton and John Cena match back in 2013. 
Um, problem with Brett was, according to people, is that he was very injury prone and he liked drugs a whole lot. So remember that part, okay? Mm-hmm. So he liked drugs. He liked the druggy. He liked he liked to uh, party, as they say it on YouTube now. So this right. guy named John Davis, he was the former head of the Mississippi Department of Human Services, and uh, he became the director in 2019. Now, here's the funny thing. Investigation on this started back in 2019, and in July, in July of that same year is when he resigned, when the investigation started. Anyway... This John Davis guy, he hired Didi in 2017 as a deputy administrator. Now, people were wondering from the jump why he would hire somebody who did not have any background um, and what they're doing. Pretty much. People were questioning it from, like, day one. They're like, "Why why is he here? If I could quote Bianca Belair. You don't go here. Why are you here? Uh, so, um, Mississippi Department, Mississippi Department of Health Services uh, spokesman. His name is Danny Blan- uh, Blanton, and I do apologize if I butcher anybody's last name. Um, said Didiasi was hired off of the quote sole discretion of Davis. Now that's the only information I've been able to find. Apparently, Davis liked Didiasi. So um, that's all I've been able to find on him. So now on his link, like, so when I guess when Brett uh, changed his LinkedIn page, he put under, he was working under the title of Deputy Director of Transformable, I can't even read my own damn handwriting, <laughs> Deputy Director of Transformable Transformation Change. That's a mouthful. What the fuck is that? I don't know. Well, so what was supposed to happen was Brett was supposed to take them, was supposed to allegedly be teaching classes about how to spot opioid addiction because that is a epidemic, pandemic, one of the biggest problems that we're facing all over in the United States right now is opioid addiction. Okay. Please. All right. If, that kind of makes sense. I, if I could do like a quick PSA, if you have opioids, drugs, anything that people can be addicted to, please contact your local police department and they will tell you the proper, like how you could take them into the police department in some places. Just call them and be like, where can I throw this shit away at? Because they will dispose of them correctly. And that way nobody will, will get to them unless, you know, they're working for the, the cops, but never mind. Um, <laughs> so... Here's a weird thing. So he, Didiasi was hired in 2017. So see here, he resigned in September of that month, seven months later after being hired. So right there, everyone was just like, okay, that's weird. So here's what came out because the higher ups were doing an audit and they noticed almost $4 million has gone missing. Now, I don't know about y'all, but if I am a government auditor and I've noticed a program is $4 million in debt missing, that's going to cause some 
eyebrows to fly up. Now, the thing, and we were all joking, laughing, saying it runs in the family. Um, the funds that were stolen were part of the temporary assistance for needy families. Um, so that really pisses oh, me off. Oh, no, shit. that's not cool. No. Yeah. That's not, oh, that's not funny anymore. You have to <laughs> ruin it. Bread. I'm sorry. Why can't like, you steal it from some funny? Like people, like rich people, first aid or something like that. Like that, I would, yeah. I, or I saw or that. FEMA or FEMA because you know that money doesn't go there anyways. Or Holy the Red Cross because you know again the money does not go where it's supposed to go anyways. <laughs> Might as well take it from there. Oh, like, from the Red Cross, that'd be good. So, yeah, so this is what problems are arising. That's when people started going, like, because people were telling, like, yeah, this DDoS guy, we don't know what the hell he was doing here. So here is what has came out. So this Davis guy made fake invoices to pay DDoS with uh, the money to help with this so-called alleged teaching that he was supposed to do. Um, the money, I mean, this is like some, this is like some espionage bullshit movie stuff. The money was put through the Mississippi Community Education Center. It's a nonprofit organization ran by a mother and mother and son team um, named Nancy and Zach. Now they're in trouble, uh, Zach News. Now they're in trouble as well because they also took million, it's not known the amount, but uh, they uh, directed unknown millions to their private businesses, personal money use, and to conceal the transactions. So these people knew what they were doing. Meanwhile, with the fake invoices that Brett was getting, Brett, uh, Brett allegedly took the funds and paid for his own rehab in a luxury rehab clinic in Malibu, California. Oh, shit. Wow. Now, yeah. That's some fucking balls. Like. Yeah. And here's the thing also. Um, when Didiasi got signed, was signed up um, to do it. He got he signed a forty eight thousand dollar contract for the state of Mississippi. It's online. Um, it's pretty interesting if you like legal jargon and want to read all through it. Um, and that's what people were saying. Zero qualifications for his job. I say he had enough qualifications. He knew what the hell he was doing. And um, the classes never the classes never took place. So all this money for needy families is taking line the pockets of this mother's son. And then Didi Ossie to go to a luxury rehab uh, clinic in California. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, now a couple of newspapers that I read. This is all from Mississippi. I'm, for, I'm sorry, I, I I looked a lot of you up, and I was trying to write stuff down. Um, but I want to give a big shout out to Mississippi State newspapers. You guys are the bomb, especially your websites. You don't charge people to read stories, unlike some places. So. <laughs> Um, the one reporter for a paper went to Didiasi's residence. Nobody was home. Car was gone. No one was answering the door. They talked to his neighbors. Now, his neighbors claim they saw Didiasi leave on Thursday of this week, and he hasn't returned. 
So he's on the run if he hasn't committed suicide or something. But he is, uh, and I felt really bad because they, they, they tug at your heartstrings too. So you go Mississippi newspapers, um, you know, the neighbors were like, you know, he was such a good person and he, you know, always used to talk about hunting and he would bring us some deer meat and vegetables he would grow. And we never thought he would be, he would be involved with this. Well, I have a and, question. Do you think that he did it? Is it like um, proof, definitively proof, definitive proof that he did it, or is it that? Or do he you could think he was involved? used as a scapegoat? Right, that's my question. Like, do you that's think what he it seems really like to it? me? Because it if seems like he doesn't honest. have the the vernacular to be able to pull something that big off, and it looks I, like they're pinning it on him. Well, the John Davis, John Davis has been arrested, the, the former head of the Mississippi DHS. He has been arrested, um, and I think they have arrested the mother-son team on this, too. Um, mm-hmm. There's With Didi Aussie, I think there's, I mean, it could, they don't know how long this has been going on. So, I mean, especially with Davis. So, I mean, he hired somebody with zero qualifications for a job. You, any job you work at, like, unless it's like, yeah, I'm trying to learn. Like, I know when I was hired as a server, I didn't have any serving experience, but I learned it. But when it's something like this, you have to have, like, certain bullshit to go through. Um, I think any, I think no one's innocent here. I think uh, DiDiossi knew exactly what he was doing because even um, – Teddy Diossi Sr. has came out and said, you know, Brett has problems with drugs. He's gone to rehab. Nothing seems to stick. Um, I think they're all guilty. There's no innocent parties here. And the fact that they took the money from needy people, that just pisses me off. Because I've been in that situation where I needed assistance. And I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine stealing it from people who need it. Like, I got no problem if you, like, you got three Escalades, two Maseratis, and bullshit like that. I'll break into your house and steal your shit. But, <laughs> damn. Like, I don't, no, you got, you got way too much money. I'm going to take this priceless, you know, first edition Vincent Van Gogh painting. I'm going to go sell it. And I'm going to make some money. Because I got, I got mortgage to pay and I got a kid to feed. Like, you know. Oh, okay. I, I understand that he could, he, he, he's a drug user and they tend to do live on the fringes of society. We'll put it that way. Uh-huh. But something doesn't sound right. First of all, if you have to have experience to do the job and they're not training you to do the job and they are hiring you for something that is so important and specific, this leads me to believe that they brought him in under the guise, we'll hire you, we'll make it look legit, and we'll cut you in on what we're doing. I don't think that he was the mastermind behind it. If he was, then, you know, Lord forgive me. Because something something seems like they were all connected, but he was not a part of the grand scheme. I think that he's guilty to a certain extent. Well, and I think that they just happen to get caught and he's he's still on the run. But I, I don't know. It just sounds it sounds like everybody was interconnected into this and they were like, We need another guy. And they were like, Well, we know this guy, all he wants to do is do dope anyway, so he'll be able to we'll be able to get shit past him. You know, if he was legitimately trying to turn his life around and he wasn't trying to do that, it makes sense why it he would be involved in it, but not necessarily 
have a hand in the tactic of itself. On the other hand, he, he could be completely invested in it, completely involved. I don't know, but it just sounds to me like something's missing. There's like a piece of the, I, I, yeah, because there's that piece of the puzzle, because where they said, where this um, spokesperson said that, quote, Didiasi was hired at the sole discretion of Davis. Everything that I've seen goes back to this John Davis guy and this Nancy News lady. These what? two seem these two seem to be like the ones that are running whatever's going on. And right. that doesn't and sound the, sad, the sad thing is they don't know how long this is going on. Now, if Didiasi really is a scapegoat, I hope he's okay because from what I've seen, the story has not updated since when I first looked into it. Um also wanna just you know, if you guys know Ted Anybody out there who knows Teddy, uh, Brett, Brett Didiasi, please make sure he's okay. Um, some, some yeah, this, seem I right. think, yeah, I no, would... this, this all, this is very, there's a lot of red flags. Mm-hmm. I just want to know, this is what makes me kind of go, hmm, if this Davis guy was making fake invoices to pay Didiasi with money to help with the op- opioid thing, wouldn't it like it would yeah like it's fake it seems like it's fake if he made fake accounts where is the money did the money go to dibiase if it if it ever went to dibiase well unfortunately they didn't say i think because everything's still allegedly right now with dibiase Mm -hmm. um with davis and news they're pretty much like they're screwed like everything that comes out about them is going to be the god honest truth um, apparently people, people knew this Davis guy was a total idiot beforehand. So they're trying to wonder like, why was he, they think there's been corruption going on for way too long because everyone who said anything about him, like this guy's an, pretty much like this guy is an idiot. I don't know how he got to the position that he's in. So for all we know, this could be going on for decades, um, they have not released the name of the alleged clinic Didiasi went to. Uh, even then, I would not call them and be like, hey, by the way, did a guy use embezzled funds from uh, needy families to get his drug rehab? You know, because <laughs> pretty sure I'd get hung up on. Um, but I will keep following this. I think there's a lot more shit now that Davis and News have been arrested. Um I think a lot of shit is going to come out more. And I can honestly say I really hope, guilty or innocent, I really hope uh, Brett DiDiase is okay and he hasn't done anything stupid. Because my dad, my dad always told me, my dad never taught me a whole lot of stuff, but one thing he told me is. Thank you so much for sticking it out with us at Down for the Count. So we're just taking a little commercial break to let you guys know that we are on two social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. You can hit us up there with any news that you want us to discuss, any topic that you want us to discuss. We got you. Just send it to us. We are all for people. Well, sometimes sometimes <laughs> anyway so make sure you guys stick with us at down for the count and we're going to continue on with our show mm-hmm. 
they're going to lose a lot of subscriptions. I guarantee that. You know, that was Stephanie's baby. So That's, that's stupid, man. Like, nobody's going to want to pay. Like, I'm already paying for I get my Netflix because I share it with my friend because I give him access to the WWE, our WWE account. So I have WWE, I have Hulu, I have Disney Plus, you know, I have Amazon Prime. I'm not paying for another freaking streaming service. I don't you. Nope. I pay my ten bucks. You know what? If all I have to pay is ten bucks a month and I get to watch WrestleMania and the and the privacy in my own home, then I'm good. Like I think that they, they're more concerned with the cost of it for them, but if they were putting on better quality um, pay-per-views and not so many pay-per-views, they wouldn't have to worry about um, the cost of it. They would be gaining subscribers every month because it'd be worth watching and it's just not worth it and they're losing people because of it but if they do this they're going to lose everybody everybody's going to unsubscribe and they're going to lose them by the thousands well if we're going to get logistical here i mean yeah people cancel the pay-per-views or cancel the network because they're the the shows have been very lackluster pay-per-view wise yeah, some yeah, most of them have been hit and miss. Like Royal Rumble was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but TLC was really wasn't good. great. But TLC was bad. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's just like hit or miss. Well, all, the December pay per views are always bad. Like, no, I mean, not always, but it just seems like these last couple of years, they've been phoning it in, and it's. Especially with this new resurgence of these Saudi shows and trying to make that shit pop off, you just like they they got to start bringing in better content. Because if this was back in 2004 and they were and the streaming stuff was popular then, we wouldn't have this problem. You wouldn't even be having this discussion because the content was worthy of watching on pay per views. I don't know. I mean, people, I mean, it's also the casual fan. Like, I don't always watch the network because, like, I watch, well, I'm going to start watching now for NXT TakeOvers and I want to get into NXT UK. And, but it's just like my main bread and butter is the, the pay per view, especially WrestleMania. I think, like, the cheapest amount Mania goes for now is like $85 or something like that. That's terrible. Hmm. And I'm not paying 85 bucks for a seven-hour show that I may be raging at by, like, halfway $85 through. $85 to, to buy it on cable? Yes. You fucking And that was, that was, like, a few years ago. Like, early 2000? That's highway robbery. Yeah. Are you serious? It was ridiculous. One of my friends tried to buy it, and it's like we always had to, um, we always had to chip in some money for it, which I didn't mind. And then one year I said, "So how much is it?" He he told me it was eighty five bucks, and I go, "What?" I'm not. That's why people so, used to have like WrestleMania parties so that they could um have people over and watch it. Cause, well, they do the same. Yeah, it's like UFC. 
like boxing parties so you could kind of yeah. make up make up for fucking dropping sixty dollars for something. Yeah, that does that um, McGregor Mayweather fight mean? Daryl went over to him and we paid like ten bucks each, but he made like six people showed up and it was ten bucks ahead. So I mean, he made back his money a little bit, I guess. But no, I rather I don't want to pay eighty five dollars for a freaking pay per view that like if I fall asleep through I'm screwed. Like this gives me the option like if I fall asleep during WrestleMania I can go back to where I remember it and then I can watch it and fast forward and be like, okay. Well, I'm not sitting through this match. <sighs> Before I stopped wrestling, it was $85. And I was just like, no, I can't do it. It's like it's cheaper to go to Mania than it is to buy it on pay-per-view. <laughs> well, I can only hope that they, they fix this. But I'll tell you right now, if they don't, I'm canceling my subscription and I'm going to leave it at that because I'm not paying us no $100 for no mania. The beauty of the network was being able to have access to the stuff and they taking the, the phone out of it. So they can have it as far as I'm concerned. I'm not going to worry about it because if they're already sport, they're already going to sell it because 90% of people closed it. They're 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 gonna be like wait you know because here's the thing if you sell it to NBC if you sell it to Fox you sell it to whoever and they were like oh people don't want to buy our stuff why does no one you know what they're gonna do when it's the big four when it's Royal Rumble when it's Mania when it's Survivor Series and when it's SummerSlam we're all gonna make fake ass email accounts we're gonna sign up for the free trial and then we're gonna cancel it before the 30 days are up. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna just—that's what's gonna happen. If you run, you automatically look guilty. That's true. I never taught me much street smarts, but uh, he taught me that. So, but that is what's going on with Brett DiBiase, and of course, the Mississippi police are saying if you see him, please contact them. You can remain anonymous. Um, there's no money reward out for at the time when I saw this. It could have changed between now and then. Um, but if you do see Brett DiBiase, please alert the Mississippi state officials. Because as of right now, he is considered a fugitive. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I, I mean, WWE has some issues with the company as of right now. Um, if you don't know, I'm going to tell you. Um, the stock's been down for a while, especially after they got rid of the two co-presidents, Barrios and Wilson. Um, they abruptly fired them, and that was not like, you know, we're going to you know, do this. And no, it was we had a board meeting, and we're firing you. You don't want, you know, you don't comply with what we want in terms of the direction of WWE to go. So we're letting you go. That in turn caused the stock to drop 20 plus percent that day. And it's been on a downward spiral ever since. Then after Royal Rumble and the ratings have been down, 
things have been starting to happen. So just like a few months ago when MLW had that call with their um, investors and they allowed the media to listen in with the, to that conversation, WWE just had one. And Vince was on the call answering questions. And he said that he, they are considering selling the WWE pay-per-view licensing it out to another streaming service. What that means is the pay-per-view content exclusively is what they're thinking about licensing out. So for us WWE subscribers, we won't have access to probably the new pay-per-views until they air and it's all over and done with. That means that, means that the pay-per-views are gonna cost us more money because someone else is owning them. So it was big news for a while. It still is. A lot of the dirt sheets was running with it. And they basically are just like, it could be a situation of like what happened with Bleacher Report and the, the deal that they have with AEW. AEW currently licenses out their pay-per-views to Bleacher Report. And now... You can watch it, but it's like 50 bucks. It's licensed through Fight TV. It's licensed through Fight TV, my bad. So you can watch it for like 50 bucks. And that's that's hella expensive for one pay-per-view that may not be worth the money. So... What about like the TV shows and the old Raw and all that, like old SmackDown? That's on there. That stuff stays on the network. It's nothing. They're not going to take that off. That's the subscription service, and they are considering selling it to um, someone, Amazon, Netflix, Hulu. Um, they were considering NBC Universal's new network, Peacock, that's getting ready to come out. Um, but they're very they're leaning toward Amazon. Amazon put a bid in for it. And they're in talks with selling the pay-per-view rights to Amazon. Now, it's just a theory that we would end up spending like 50 bucks for it. They could set it up so that you can sign up to be a member. And then, I don't know, if you have an Amazon Prime, you can get a discount on it. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. But I know that they are considering selling the pay-per-views, just licensing them out to another streaming service. Well, then if that's the case, then I'm canceling the network. That's the only Which reason is, I have the network. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that came about is because the network lost some subscribers. They were down new subscribers by 9%, almost 10%. With all those so, triggered fuckers who get mad. And then yeah. like, I'm going to delete my network. That's literally yeah. what it is. Yeah. No. So... No, that is what they're considering to do. And I if they do that, I am no longer going to be watching pay-per-views because that's the beauty of the network is you have the ability to be able to watch that. And the the chronicles and all that kind of stuff, that stuff will stay. They're only licensing out the pay-per-views. Yeah, but not everybody watches the chronicles or, you know, NXT UK or like the like even the old pay-per-views? I think the old pay-per-views will stay on the network. But the new stuff is going to be licensed out. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work. But I know for a fact that when you get ready to watch Royal Rumble, if they do this by next year, 
you're gonna have to pay fifty bucks at a bare forty to fifty bucks at a bare minimum to watch it. Nah. That's a no for me. We ain't doing this today. Not today. If nope. they do that, then Well, ladies and gents, unfortunately we have to stop here. Sorry about that. Anchor only gives us two hours, so apologies. But if you're ready to listen to some more from Down for the Count, don't fret. The next episode should be ready to go right now. And it should be our Black History Month episode. So that's going to cover the wrestlers that we've decided to highlight it for the week. And of course, we are also going to finish up this conversation about WWE possibly selling their pay-per-view rights. And then we're going to end it. So we're not going to hold you too long. You guys make sure you follow us on social media. And don't forget to check back with us next Monday for our next podcast because we're going to have a very special guest. It's going to be Wrestle Shade. We love Wrestle Shade. He's awesome. You're going to hear Wrestle Shade and he's going to join us on our wrestling recap and whatever else we've got going on, which I assume to be two top fives. The top five toxic fan bases of wrestling and, of course, the top five wrestlers who we think never or haven't or will never get their flowers. So if you guys want to hear all that and more, make sure you come back next week for the podcast. I'm your girl, Tiffany E. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, thank you so much for listening to Down for the Count. And don't forget to follow us on social media where you can see all of our content there as well. So I'll see you guys in our next one.